understand exactly what you're listening to tonight. It's a tale of two young Canadian boys, separated by the vastness of Canada, wandering through the tundra, wondering how their their favorite thing of all wrestling had become so cartoonish, how John Cena had a, a t-shirt, a different color every month that you seem to have to own, and matching hats and what other crap he had. It was a It was a sad time where Wrestling just seemed to be the dreaded soap opera. But then, by the gracious powers of Alanis Morissette, the two young men had their eyes opened to the world of independent wrestling. Out of the ashes rose things like Ring of Honor, MLW, New Japan, and these two young men knew their purpose in life was to show it to you. Hey fans, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T.J. Logan, and with me as always, my co-host and fellow Alanis Morissette lover, the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. What is going on, listeners? Wow. You know what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. A heck of a lot of good wrestling. It has been <laughs> a fat, packed week of wrestling. Yep. And folks, we're not kidding. We got... We've been all over the world. We've had pay-per-views. We've had all kinds of stuff going on. We've had tournaments finishing and new stuff starting. And Elio. Yes, sir. Before I get too crazy, how did your week go? My week was great. And speaking of Lance Morissette, now you know how I've been into this trivia gaming stuff. You've mentioned it many, many times. And last week, I happened to open the app on a Sunday afternoon. And every day is a different theme. Last Sunday, I opened the app to f- check out what the theme for was for that day, and it was none other than Alanis Morissette. Oh, praise be to the gods. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Tell me you did well, Elio. Tell I me did you very did well. well. I got six out of six. I smoked that game. Excellent. Excellent. Representing Canada, the true north. Yes, Woo! sir. Anyway, folks. <laughs> anyway, folks. Uh, i tell you, Elio. I... Uh, I had a fat pack wrestling week. I mean, not only did we have a bunch of New Japan stuff on top of our regular stuff, but I agreed mm-hmm. to appear on Wrestling POV last on the Friday episode or the Saturday episodes. And um, I, I got to tell you, I had a lot of fun. Well, I teamed up with Rick Serrano the Third, a, a very bitter and left behind uh, Rick Serrano the Third, uh, betrayed, betrayed by Tony and Mimi and that evil little sock puppet Miguel. All of them apparently flew oh, no. to Las Vegas. On the yeah. uh, the president's dime, yeah, the the POV mm. president. So I don't know. I didn't get. Did you get an invite to Vegas? Because I didn't. 
Elio, you didn't go I to didn't Vegas. I didn't invite. Nope. Mine must have got lost in the mail. Yeah, I guess me and you were like, uh, well, don't give those stinky Canadians. They have to get a passport or something. <laughs> um, but you know what? It, it was Rick. I'm going to throw props out there. Yeah, people say he brags a lot because he's the first blah, 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 first this. But let's face it, he is. He even won mm-hmm. our first uh, points game. And, he, and folks, he was the only guy who... He was the only guy who entered it who finished with a positive uh, above zero points. And that's including me, Elio, and Tony. Mm-hmm. And we all expected Mimi to lose, so she did get the Interviewer <laughs> Award, which was pretty funny itself. Um, I did notice the little coward sock puppet didn't enter this this time. So I obviously he that. wasn't up for his regular cheating collusion with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got all silent over that. But anyway, <laughs> fans, yeah, uh, it was great. I had a fun time, me and Rick. Threw out a lot of point of views. We we talked about a lot of stuff, and it was uh, it was great. I enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. And he's probably the only guy I would actually, you know, fill in if 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 asked for. I'm, I'm not so sure about Tony or Mimi, and definitely not uh, Miguel. There's no way in hell I do a show with Miguel. <laughs> two of us. What are we gonna do? Sitting and insult oh, each other for an hour? Oh, oh, I, I'll set up the steel cage if that day ever comes. I might have you to throw that a little match cheese grater into there. I'm going to have to refer that match. <laughs> well, you know, you know what, fans? There was a lot of tremendous wrestling. Oh, hold on. Before, and, be, before um, you go on. Yeah? Did you get that restraining order renewed? You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Folks, I had mentioned about putting a restraining order against Miguel Cole. Not because I'm afraid of him, because I'm afraid of what I'm going to do to him. So, I uh, I had a one that was strictly in Canada. But when I went down there, I, I went all the way, Elio. I paid the extra, you know, $7 Canadian. Wow. And I got it upgraded. I got it upgraded. And it's not just for Canada or the U.S. or the world. It's also the entire Milky Way. Oh, wow. If that Miguel <laughs> tries to bump into me somewhere in some far-off star on the other side of the galaxy, I can legally right. have him thrown in jail or set him on fire. So whatever one I feel on, and let's oh. face it, I'm probably going to set it on fire. So you, know, you, you got me worked up already. I had somebody for the book this week, and now you're making me just think of that person and Miguel, and I just hate this person even more. I can hardly wait till we get to the book. <laughs> uh, you woke me up already. Oh, that should be fun. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what, fans? Before we get into the news, we put out a poll this week, a poll which – you know what? It This poll, and let me tell you, folks, we don't just put up polls willy-nilly. You know, if you don't know what that means, go look <laughs> it up. Um, we don't put up you know, these polls willy-nilly. This poll actually uh, confirms something with me because I had this idea that I was – well, let me tell you the poll first. The poll was, do you fans think that Impact Wrestling is worth covering on our show on a weekly thing? Should we be covering the show? Is it worth it to you? What do you think, Elio? Is is Impact worth following right now? Impact Wrestling is the reason I drink. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. So I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> um, fans, you may have noticed, if you're wondering what my answer is, you may have noticed that I have sloughed off the Impact Report since the beginning to Elio because I just can't stand watching that show. Every now and then I'll peek at it. But most times it was just getting to the point where I just like Elio can cover it. I'll just yell at whoever's on that. And um, <laughs> I wanna, I, I wanna like it. I mean, I really do. I want them to do good. I wanna. I always try well, to find that one every, good thing, but it's hard. But it's hard. I mean, you know, for every Jordan Grace, for every um, 
Uh, who's another good wrestler in there right now? I can't even think of any. But there's a couple. For every, all these good wrestlers, you get this crap yeah, but, of yeah, but you, have a you have a ridiculous Tommy Dreamer, a ridiculous Sammy Callahan. Yeah, I mean, when those guys are in the main events, and, and it's... it's. So anyways, um, me and Elio had toyed with the idea of dropping impact coverage from our show. But then we threw out a poll there to see what the fans... Because, I mean, if you fans are all overwhelming, you say, no, we want to hear impact... Well, then we got to bite the bullet and do impact. But <laughs> according to this week's poll, after everything mm-hmm. was counted and said and done, 52% of you said impact is not worth watching. Wow. It's not worth us covering and that we're wasting our time. 48% wow. of you, and I'm, I'm guessing that's 48% who hang out at the liquor store with Elio, <laughs> say that uh, <laughs> it's not that bad and maybe we should watch it. Um we had a few comments, and I'm trying to dig them up. One of them just – when I read the comment, I, I love you viewers, okay? I, let, let me preference by saying I love you viewers. But um, sometimes with some of the things you people say, just um, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> just wow. Okay. Um, is impact worth following? All right. Um, there was a person who wrote on here. Um, well, first of all, Tyrese Fuller started off with saying most voters are haters. Now, I didn't understand that. Does he mean that because they don't like uh, Impact, they're haters, or because, you know, be Ty- Tyrese, uh, be a little more, I, I don't ever want to assume what you guys are saying, so please be a little more clear. Now, this one, I hope you have that bottle you saved that you usually drank with Impact <laughs> that you didn't use this week, because you might need it after this comment, okay? It, oh, Tina no. M. Hunter wrote, here are my reasons... Impact Wrestling is worth following. Reason number one is that after seeing Tessa Blanchard get distracted so many matches by Gail Kim, it was entertaining to see how mad she got. Okay, that's something. And reason two, Johnny Impact and his wife plan schemes to win matches is like the ultimate goal of me not missing a match that I watch every week just to see what the other scheme they have up their sleeves. Wow. I'm sorry, what? The only thing I can... Exactly, because Tyrese Fuller actually wrote that underneath. He's like, Tina M. Hunter, what? <laughs> yes, that is definitely what I would expect from the, the comment, the kind of comment I would expect from someone who really follows that stuff. Okay. Uh, I have no I have no words of wisdom to answer you, Tina M. Hunter. I could take a brick, hit myself in the head with it, and maybe give you an answer that would make sense for impact. Oh, no. But I don't think I really want to invest that into my own head. So, uh so yes, fifty-two percent of you said it's not worth following. Forty-eight percent of you say it is. So I've made this decision, Elio, that we are not going to cover impact until it starts making some okay. good waves. Until we start hearing that okay. it's not a disappointment, that it's not like, right. oh, Elio, we got to drink hard after watching that crap. No, when we find out it's starting to get better, we'll reinvest. We'll, but for now, we're not going to be covering impact. Okay. I think Unless we it's some should news cover item. impact. The, the- I think the day we cover we cover Impact again is the day Tommy Dreamer leaves. Well, then he'll just show up on another show and ruin it for us. So, I oh, mean, that's true. He'll ruin that one too. That's true. He's another reason yeah. I drink. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Um, how about news? I didn't get a chance to scour the world as I usually do for any news. What do you got for us out there, Elio? Okay, I've got a couple of ones. Uh, for Impact Wrestling, Eli Drake announced on his Twitter that he is officially a free agent after the belief was that he was in breach of his contract, which would have kept him out for That's a year. That's some awesome news. Mm-hmm. That is awesome news. What do you think, Elio? Who, who do you think? Where should Eli Drake go? 
now that he's open, should he try make a run for the WWE? Should he try to hook up with AEW? Should he do ROH? What do you think? Uh, uh, if he goes to the WWE, I don't know. I, I just think they're going to like waste him. They're Look at EC3, okay. what they've done with EC3, which isn't much. Okay. At that, you know where I think he should where's, go? Where's that? Well, I was thinking like you did. He already had his chance in the WWE. They didn't see much in him. They didn't do right. much with him. Uh, AEW is just so chock full of all the indie darlings right now that there might not be room for him to make a, a name for mm-hmm. himself. And ROH, I'm not sure what kind of fit Eli Drake's style is with the ROH model. So, right. in my head, I thought, why not MLW? That, that would be a great place for him. That he yep. might fit in. Yep. MLW is a show I enjoy a lot, and I think... They've been, you know, they've reinvented the the Hart Dynasty. They've made <coughs> these guys like something special. Um, yeah, I, I I'd like to see Eli Drake over in MLW. Mm-hmm. Anything else? And um, that's about it. We uh, that's about it. The rest is uh, just NJPW news that we're gonna cover when we go get into uh, NJPW Dominion. Well, you know what? The funny part is, we are now, folks, going into NJPW. <laughs> Report. We've been covering a lot of stuff. And this week was like a double main event week for us. For uh, You can't always call it pay-per-views, but events in, in uh, right. Japan. Uh, we had right. two major ones. Uh, and we're going to start off with the oldest one first, of course, which was the finals to the super, the best of Super, J tur- super Juniors tournament. Uh, we've been following this now for okay. three weeks. Me and Elio, we actually discussed on the last episode the two final combatants. Uh, in um, Shingo, the undefeated Shingo going up against Will Ospreay, <laughs> winner of side A and B, right. who would win? And, uh, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to say before we get into it that me and Elio actually picked the wrong horse on this one. So when we get to that, we'll talk about that. But let's get into the actual matches and the surprise debut of a former WWE wrestler and what it means, I think, to the indie world. Uh, first of all, things that are really interesting on this card um, – they, they, they promoted more so the continuing dissension between Justin, Jushin Thunder Liger, sorry, I should say Justin, Jushin Thunder Liger and Minoru Suzuki, when like Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, Toriyano, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Tiger Mask defeated Duki, Tai Chi, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Now, usually these kind of 10-man matches are just throwaway garbage, but every now and then, they're key in reigniting something. And in this one, there was definitely a push for Suzuki and Liger to, to take the this ongoing issue they've had for the last six months where they haven't even really faced each other one-on-one yet. And I think that's what we're going to see. This is definitely Liger's last year of competition. I think we are going to see, maybe even at the Tokyo Dome, maybe that would be the main event, is uh, Suzuki versus mm-hmm. Liger. And I'm, I'm excited for that. And this, this match really <coughs> brought that to the forefront. Another match that stuck in my head, uh, watching Jay White defeating uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi's first appearance in a little while after his injuries. Jay White sporting a kind of ruggeder new look. I like this new look that he has. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. It works for him. He, I didn't think he... Yeah, I didn't like the old look as much. But this new look gives him more of a rugged, more dangerous look. And this match was great. He did all the right <coughs> things. He targeted Tanahashi's injuries. He went after the knees and the elbows and all this sort of stuff. And he takes the match. So I don't know if that's going to be the lot... The last we'll see of Tanahashi for a little bit. It might be. He might have to, you know, get back uh, back into rehab, get some things we're going. The next part, the next match is the, the really interesting one. And I guarantee you, Elio, that there were a lot of WWE fans who would normally not really pay much attention right. to New Japan watching this match. 
And that was John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. defeating Juice Robinson for the New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Heavyweight Championship. And I got to tell you, I went in with my reservations because I have not been a Dean Ambrose fan for the last while. I, I found him very cartoonish. I find his moveset kind of ridiculous, like lacking it's, any kind of gravitas to make it seem like it, it's, it, it's, it, it's real. Especially, you know? especially towards the it end is. of his run. Sorry? Especially towards the end of his run with that, with that, oh, yeah, time, got... that, that ridiculous mask he used to come out to the ring with and all his promos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and let's face it, like, look at his two big things that he does a lot. He does that move that Nigel McGuinness used to use. Now, Nigel used to make it look good. Yep. And yes, Nigel, I still hate you as an announcer, <laughs> but as a wrestler. Uh, that move where you kind of bounce in the middle rope and you come flying back up in a lariat. And you know what? Um, Ambrose made it look ridiculous. It was so cartoonish. Yep. And then that little thing he'd do when he'd like get in the ring and then kind of spin on his side and get back out and do a thing is like it was so painfully awkward and slow. I was like, you literally had to stand there like an idiot and wait for him to do this move. Right. And I think moves that make you make your opponent stand there and wait for it just look terrible. Yep. So I was wondering, what was what were we going to get at? Were we going to get Dean, Dean Ambrose or were we going to get John Moxley? And folks, John Moxley, that guy's the shit, man. He's good. He really took it to Juice Robinson. They had an incredible match. And it put to rest a lot of people's doubts. But you know what, Elio? I'd like to bring something up really quick. Okay. Um, years ago, um, years ago, I, I interviewed Harry Smith when he had left uh, the WWE. Sure. And he went on this big tear across the U.S. and he won all these championship belts. And I finally got to see him live in, <coughs> in my hometown. And I was blown away how incredibly good of a wrestler he was. Mm-hmm. Blown away. I didn't know he could even wrestle like that. And I interviewed him afterwards and I kind of said to him, you know... I, I, I saw you in the WWE a lot. I would never have guessed you were such a solid singles wrestler because all I ever seen you do was tag. And he said, well, in the WWE, you're told to do what you do. He goes, I wasn't allowed to do the things that make me shine as a singles. I was told that I was Tyson Kidd's you know, uh, setup guy. I set up for him. Tyson did the finish. And he wow. said, you know, it didn't give me a chance to really show really what kind of wrestler I am. But now that I'm on the indies, mm-hmm. I'm just open up to it. And that's what I think a lot of people are wondering. Was Dean Ambrose going to be, when John Moxley was on the scene, was he going to be the same Dean Ambrose cartoon, or was he going to be his own solid wrestler? And even, even Moxley has said in interviews, you know, how he was held back creatively. And it makes me wonder now, some of these guys that I look at when I do watch WWE, and I think, oh, man, why do they have that idiot there? Maybe they're actually being held back, too, and maybe I'm missing something important. Right. And anyway, what a tremendous match. Uh, Moxley wins the belt. Um, right after winning the belt, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait to the Dominion part. Um, then the main event. Now, we've been covering this one for three weeks. This round-robin tournament, uh, 20 wrestlers all competing for the chance to be the number one contender for Dragon League. Now, the way this works is the, whoever wins the tournament gets an automatic title, first title shot against the current champion, who at this time is Dragon Lee, at Dominion. So we also get to find out if this person was successful. Now, folks, we've been covering this, and we were both blown away by both Shingo and Will Ospreay. Yep. Although we did back El Phantasmo quite a bit. And El Phantasmo was actually, until the final night, was still in the contentions to like win his block, but he lost to Taguchi and a knocked He's him out. He's a heel. <laughs> um, we both picked... <laughs> 
we we um we had both picked Shingo because of his dominance, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Will Osprey takes the match, an incredible match. Did, folks, look this one up if you get a chance. This is what some really good junior heavyweight matches are all about. These guys were incredible. Mm-hmm. And Shingo, well, I don't think it really hurts him because I don't really think yeah, Shingo is too match. long for the junior heavyweight division. I really, he's I really like uh, these two. I think he's right on the edge of it. I, I kind of question sometimes if he actually is. A, he looks so much bigger than everyone else in that, you know, in the whole division. And as for Will Ospreay, well, Will Ospreay showed us he can take just about any guy. He can take just about anybody and make them look better. And that's basically what he did in this tournament. Just about everybody he fought. Now, the tournament itself had some great things that, you know, we got to see guys like Ren Narita rise up. You know, he's on my radar now. We got to see a guy named Dookie who you could make fun of, but he brought something really unique to this whole tournament with a whole different style of wrestling than everyone else. And, you know, look about Rocky Romero or Sho and Yo. They both had strong ones. But then there were a few guys who just didn't look very good in this tournament, you know. Uh, Taka, injured, couldn't finish the last three nights of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Marty Skrull. You know, I expect a lot more excitement out of him. Jonathan Gresham just kind of floated through. Right. Dragon Lee, the current champion, did not have a good showing. Um, and, and Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, looked terrible in there. Um, it did. This tournament did not do him any good. Uh, I, I guess I should throw out some props to uh, to El Fantasmo and Robbie Eagles, though. They also uh, came off looking strong and solid. Robbie Eagles, I was not sold on this guy whatsoever till this <laughs> tournament. So, but you know what? That moves us over then to Dominion. Okay. And Dominion happened about four nights after after uh, the Super Juniors, and we're, I'm just going to read you over some of the matches here. Okay. And tell you how they went. Uh, John Moxley defeating Shoto Umina. I'm pretty sure everyone knew that Moxley was going to destroy him. That was the shortest one. Umina is is a young lion. and Yeah, it was a very short match. Um, Here was an interesting one. Shingo Tagagi, um, after losing the tournament, said he wanted to try his hand at the heavyweight division and demanded a match with Satoshi Kojima. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm a big Kojima fan. I, I really enjoyed this match. But Shingo did take him out. And after the match, Shingo took the mic and said that he wants to be in the G1 tournament. Mm. Well, I forgot to mention, yes, John Moxley also threw <laughs> his name into the G1 tournament. Yep. Um, Yoshihashi and uh, Jushin Thunder Liger defeating Zack Sabre and Minoru Suzuki. Once more, mm-hmm. we have uh, Liger and Suzuki going at it. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and Rizuki Taguchi defeating Chase Owens, Jay White, and Tash- Taji Ishimori. Um, it was kind of like... I don't know. There seems like there's almost a little bit of dis- dissent between, like, uh, um, in the Bullet Club right now. You know, it seems like Ishimori is, is is having problems with maybe Robbie Eagles and El Fantasmo. So I'm kind of wondering if that's going to cause any any change up in the lineups. Um, this one had to be a given. Never open heavyweight championship. Tomohiro Ishii defeating Tai Chi. I mean, Tai Chi is so horrible. <laughs> tai Chi. Um, Ishii is amazing. Yeah, I like him. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, oh, my God. Uh, IW Tag Team Champions Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa defeating Evil and Sonata. Well, I don't think that was a surprise. The Gorillas of Destiny have been on a pretty big roll. Now, because he won the tournament, Will Ospreay got a title shot against Dragon Lee for the Junior Heavyweight Championship, and he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, he amazing won. match. Will yep. Ospreay looked great in it. At the end of the match, he set out two things. One, that he wants to enter the uh, G1, mm-hmm. so we might have the Junior Heavyweight Champion in the G1. Okay. And he's announced his first title match will be against Robbie Eagles in Australia. Ooh, okay. So that's something to look forward to. 
Now, in this next match, people have been talking a bit, and not for good reasons. Um, Tetsuya Naito defeats Kota Ibushi for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, wow. Now, fans, we've watched Kota Ibushi the last little while yeah. wrestling some pretty crazy wrestling. Sometimes he does things that look so terrible or get done to him so terribly. You think, how did that guy live? Well, that happened in this match. There was a, a move in here that happened where uh, Abushi came down on the back of his head. And you watch that match and you can almost wonder if he just kept wrestling concussed because he just looked he looked right out of it. You know, either that or he's probably one of the best uh, the best actors in wrestling. But uh I know a lot of talk around lately is people are worried that maybe wrestlers are going to be trying to do such dangerous moves to get and, a game uh, out there. And I hope that's not and, a trend uh, well, because well, in one video um, um, they were saying they were saying uh, that they were surprised that Ibushi could even uh, walk walk uh, the night, the following day after that match. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen what we're talking about, fans, YouTube it, look mm-hmm. it up. It's uh, a potentially scary moment, and uh, I'm not always comfortable seeing that sort of thing. So, and then. The main event. Now, I know a lot of people are excited to see Okada versus Chris Jericho, but I got to say, this is one of the worst Jericho matches I've seen in a long time. This match was terrible. Um, Okada wins. Um, there's just nothing even that remarkable about it. It was it was not a good match, and um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, Elio. You got anything to say about this? Well, maybe not. Maybe not. We assume we, even even Elio is uh, stunned in silence about this. But I got to say. Dominion, all in all, interesting, fun, sometimes dangerous. Main event, not the greatest. But we did get a bunch of people throwing their names into the G1. So I got to tell you, the thought of Will Ospreay, um, John Moxley, and uh, Shingo in there, this opens up a whole bunch of new guys going into the G1 that haven't in it before. So I got to tell you, I'm super excited to see that. And there's where we have a look at this week's New Japan. Uh, lots of stuff, but you know what? Let's go from Japan to England. Let's check in with uh, the WWE UK NXT report. Elio, tell us all what happened on NXT this week. Hey, so NXT this week came to us from Glasgow, Scotland, of course. And the action begins with The Hunt defeating... (laughs) (laughs) The Hunt defeating... Uh, two guys that we haven't seen in in a while, uh, Saxon Huxley and Tyson T-Bone. Uh, so Wild Wild yeah. Boar hit the cannonball in the corner and a pop-up suplex followed by a double diving headbutt for the win. And the hunt. Man, yeah. I hate the hunt. I hate the hunt. They're so but, ridiculous. But I have a question. Are they supposed to be faces? Who knows? They're, they're like miniature <laughs> road warriors. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, ugh, they're just ridiculous. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Next. Then we then we had Kaylee Ray defeating Casey Owens with a drop kick followed by the Widow's Peak. What do you think of Kaylee Ray? You know what? Kaylee Ray is uh she's not bad actually. Yeah. You I know, I, like I've been her. a little I've been a little like harsh her. on her looks lately, but yeah. uh, she is talented and uh I'm glad to see it. This week she looked a little better. Maybe we just got her on a bad week. You know, that happens. High de- high definition television. <laughs> Then we had a promo from the Grizzled Young Veterans uh, announcing Next. that they've been ordered to defend <laughs> their belts. <laughs> and uh, the, main of, the main event actually uh, was the Fatal 4-Way to determine the number one contender for uh, Walter's uh, UK Championship. Now, and it was... Sorry, go on. No, I'm sorry. You announced him because I was going to ask you who you were cheering for in this match. Oh, I was gonna. I was uh, going with Travis Banks. I was going to pick him. Uh, Jordan Devlin, I'm... Still not uh, 
Sure, but I don't think he's uh, ready for it just yet. I, I agree. And let's face it, Coffee, what's his name? Mark? <laughs> Joe Coffee? Joe Coffee? Dave Mastiff, Dave Mastiff, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, Dave Mastiff, <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't hang out with the little hunt guys because they're all little little fat men with beards. They just call themselves the gnomes. But what were we thinking at the la- at the la- at the first NAC takeover where we were like, oh yeah, the master was pretty good in that hardcore match against Eddie Dennis. I don't know. We must have been. Maybe we were still drinking. We were still drunk from watching Impact. <laughs> this is true. Um, so, so that was the NXT UK for this weekend. What would you think know. about it? What, what mark are you gonna? I'm thinking a mark in my head. You think what mark are you gonna give it? I might give it. I'm gonna give it a C. It's just a wild boar. Uh, the wild boars or whatever. The hunt just threw me off out of it. Took me out of this show this week. Yeah, Kaylee Ray was good, and uh, the fatal four way was good. But I, I'm gonna give it a B minus just for the fact that the four way was good, and Kaylee Ray was good. But yeah, Mastiff he throws me off, and so does the hunt. I don't understand yep. that. And the ridiculousness of... I didn't even realize their names. You know, Ginny and Jazzy. Ugh. Wait, I'm okay. sorry. Say it again. Is that their, that's their names? Yeah, Ginny and Jazzy. The Hunt. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, the, <laughs> the, no I was talking about... The, <laughs> I was talking about the two chicks that had a promo that you didn't mention in there. You know, Ginny, the horrible... Oh, that's fresher. right. Ginny. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Look who is involved. She who shall not be named. Yes. And uh, Jazzy, who's amazing, but Ginny and Jazzy, come on, that's terrible. That's like the hunt, terrible. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. No. I. I, Yeah. I forgot to mention that one. That's right. Ginny and uh, Jazzy Gabbard did a promo backstage where she said that she'd rather be friends with uh, Jazzy than uh, go against her. Well, at least that's the one smart thing Jenny's ever said. (laughs) Well, folks, we are going to take a commercial break. When we get back, we're going to talk uh, some ROH wrestling and some MLW. We're going to look into the Book of Shame. And, yes, I have a returning to the Book of Shame this week. Uh-oh. So, folks, uh, yeah, oh, indeed. We'll uh, get back to you in a moment. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has T-shirts hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! Hi, uh, I'm WWE Superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to Wrestling POV Podcast and always do it with Flair. All right, fans, we're back. And you know what? Uh, let's take a look now at some North American action. Okay. Um, first of all, Elio, Ring of Honor. Tell me what's going on in this week's Ring of Honor report. Ring of Honor this week was uh, rather interesting. Um, they were in Chicago, Illinois this week, and uh, we kicked things off with championship action as James Storm took on... Cold Cabana for the NWA National Championship, and uh, it ended in it ended in a draw because the fifteen minute time limit had expired. However, Cabana said he would he offered a storm five more minutes, but was attacked by the Briscoes who cut a promo about how NWA screwed them, etc. And ROH has been screwing them so. And then uh, Nick Aldis left his uh. 
position at the commentary uh, to confront the briscoes and got taken out. Okay, okay. Before we get into all this action, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't understand why Ring of Honor lets the NWA defend their title on television, why they promoted AEW. I, I don't understand. Like, this is a competitive world trying to get people, fans, to your brand of wrestling. Help it. Like, the NWA title, if Ring of Honor doesn't let it be defended, it's nothing. It has no television. It has no presence left. I, I, I'm just right. very at a loss here why they would let the NWA world champion defend his title on their show. Now, I have a question. Um, you're trying yeah. to bring fans in. Isn't that kind of like driving them away towards another company or towards competition? Well, exactly. And let's face it. it uh, you know, as, as much as I like Nick Eldis as a wrestler and think he's amazing as a, as a person, yeah. um, he's not a draw. Adding him on an ROH card isn't going to have the, the casual person go, oh, my goodness, we should go to ROH wrestling. Mm -hmm. most, people don't re no, most people don't even know who the hell Nick Aldis is. They remember <laughs> Magnus, maybe. Right. But Nick Aldis, the NWA, what? NWA, what are we, in 1814? That belt hasn't existed forever. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, yep. I don't get it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me. So, sorry, I'll let you get back to the report. But what? And James Storm. I mean, they didn't even – he didn't even defend his title – Against an ROH wrestler, James Storm. I don't even know where that name popped up from. Like because I, I don't, really, I know he was at the Supercard, but like now we're seeing him on ROH TV. Yeah, I at a loss, man. He's not, he's not on the ROH uh, roster, so don't understand. Go on. So then we had a Jeff Cobb interview at part two, I believe. So I guess they did a part one. I must, uh, I guess I didn't see <laughs> that episode last week. Okay, and then what else? And then in the main event, it was... Well, I I'm guess... Yeah, um, the main event, it was Silas Young defeating the squid, I believe it is the person the guy was called. Jonathan Gresham? No, they, it's just some some skinny uh, guy and he, that, that he called the squid. Oh, so was he, was he making fun of Jonathan Gresham? I didn't actually get to see ROH this week. Oh, I don't know. Like, he just brought some, like, skinny guy out with, that wore a, a white mask that looked like a, an octopus. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely mocking uh, Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. Jonathan Gresham does, you know, the the octopus right. uh, hold and all this stuff. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was the main event? That was <laughs> Because after that, they had uh, Mark, and Mark Haskins cutting a promo and uh, saying he's a wrestler, not an entertainer, and... Uh, Bully Ray came out and he's and he's he wished he wished that uh, Bully Ray would have retired long ago and Bully Ray said he tried retiring last year but everyone was cheering for him. Oh brother, what, <laughs> what kind of was he sharing the drinks you were drinking? Like, come on! <laughs> so I can't believe Ring of Honor had that few matches this week. The one week that, I don't actually watch that it. few matches. Uh, yeah. Wow. I didn't give it, but just from description, I'm going to give it a D. That's terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. I mean, come on. Silas Young is better than that. So Ring of Honor basically gave us a squash match with a nobody and Silas Young, who's not even a top-of-the-card guy. And the other part of the, the, <laughs> the card was two guys who don't belong in their company defending a belt that is an ROH. What the hell is the going on was in just ROH? Like, the, 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 rest was, the rest was just promos from the Briscoes and... Um, Mark Haskins, the Jeff Cobb interview. Yeah, this is the, that's a poor <laughs> week of wrestling for ROH. I'm sorry, that's that's definitely a D. That's that's def that's definitely a D. Definitely. I mean, I I thought I expected 
better from ROH this week. Well, you know what? We have coming up right away, folks, the uh, Best in the World uh, pay-per-view coming at the end of the month. And uh, I thought I'd just mm-hmm. throw a few of the names out there and just do some quick picks. And as we get closer, maybe next week we'll go over them a little more uh, solidly. But okay. we have listed Flip Gordon versus Roosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm seeing Roosh taking that match. Um, Dalton Castle versus Dragon Lee. Ooh. I mean, Dalton Castle looks like he's been beat the crap out of him so much lately. <laughs> And uh, I gotta say, I wasn't impressed with Dragon Lee very much over the for, over the uh, Super J turn, uh, Super Juniors tournament. But uh, what do you think of Dal- what do you think of Dalton Castle? Well, they're obviously trying to make him a, a villain right now. He's always turning on the boys and saying things like that, and uh, which is funny because it's how he started. You know, it was that that was part of his cool gimmick was these little boy slaves, but. Uh, um, I think he really needs to take a couple months off and recuperate. I mean, you see him when he's wrestling, he's wearing he's, so much bandaging and things, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, because for, for a while, uh, a while back, uh, all, all people were talking about was uh, Dalton Castle and stuff. Yeah, now he seems to be an afterthought, and his last, his ROH run wasn't yep. very good as the champion. He did not do a lot of defenses, mm-hmm. and they weren't great matches. Um, also on this card... Oh, look at this. NWA champion Nick Aldis, <laughs> NWA national champion Colt Cabana. What is on going the on? I don't know. ROH, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would make a prediction in this one, but I don't care. I don't care who uh, wins that match. Um, ROH TV champion Shane Taylor versus Bandito. Mm-hmm. That's almost hu- that's humorous. Just imagine they're two different sizes. Shane Taylor is like 800 pounds of sludge, and Dragon Lee, or sorry, Bandito, is uh, what 210 maybe. That's quite the weight difference. But at least Bandito's talented, so maybe he'll carry Shane to something. Yeah. But not a, we've not been Shane Taylor Taylor fans mm-hmm. on this show at all, people. The main event, though, our boy, and I know he's your boy too, Elio, Jeff Cobb, getting a title shot against Matt Taven. Ooh, that should. I'm gonna make a book. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that uh, Jeff Cobb wins the belt. Yep. I, I think this is his time, you know. I was very surprised that he lost the belt to Shane Taylor, but let's face it, he didn't get pinned or beat. It was a three-man match, and the other dude took the pin. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's still in. Jeff Cobb's still in there strong and, and looking good. I'm, I'm thinking Jeff's going to go all the way with this. Yep, I'm going with Jeff Cobb. All right. Well, now let's take our attention and take a look over at uh, MLW this week. Okay. Um MLW, once again, I mean, it's not going to be hard to beat a C- and a D, so <laughs> they didn't have much competition. And let's face it, if we had been doing um, if we had been doing Impact, I'm sure they would have done even worse. <laughs> Sorry, I could, I could not get not throw that jab out there, okay? Um, so ML, MLW's Fusion Report this week, um, they opened up with, you know, showing Hammerstein uh, defeating Brian Pillman Jr., for the yeah. uh, national title, they had a little a little thing where um, he was being interviewed by the Rich Pochini, I think his name is, and yeah. um, he picked him up in a fireman's carry and started doing the stuff. And poor little Rich is just screaming his head off, which was pretty funny. <laughs> um, they talk a bit about the Contra unit, and this is so okay. This is where MLW fails. Okay, they do so much cool things and then ruin it by doing something so illogical that would never happen in the real world that it takes you out of it. Oh, you know, for for instance. Do you remember when they had that doctor on? They talked about Tom Lawler, and they had like the worst. How could I forget? How could I forget that? Yeah, that, and then they, that, uh, and then they really, never talked about it again. Yeah, that really bad acting. 
Yeah, they had the backstage <laughs> interview, who I haven't seen in a week or two now since we we tra- crapped on how horrible she was. Maybe they um, maybe they heard our show. Are they listening to the show? I hope so. I <laughs> uh, love you guys, MLW, but there's a few <laughs> things you got to work on. Um, yeah, then they you know they show this thing about um, about Tom Lawler being kidnapped by and, and tortured by Contra Unit. Okay, and they're pushing okay. for this gritty realism, yet. They say that Tom Lawler is not going to press charges for being kidnapped and tortured. I want to tell you, Elio, I'm not a lawyer, but I do know that anywhere in the world, if you kidnap and torture someone, you don't get to decide that they don't get charged. Right. You know, the video evidence is right there. They showed it. If that was any kind of realism, there would at least be the police coming down demanding to talk to the Contra unit. Not like Tom Lawler has heroically decided to fight them himself. Oh brother! Oh. Okay, sorry. That that just that. What is going on? Uh, okay, first match: Cotto Brazil versus Richard Holiday. Now, Cotto Brazil. I never realized that he's only five foot four. You know, until I read that a couple weeks ago, and then I started really looking at his matches. Wow. There's like kids taller than him, like twelve year olds in the audience. He, he's a small dude. Wow. Richard Holiday. Okay. I've been watching this dude for weeks now. He hasn't done anything, but you know what? He is impressive looking in there. He, he actually had not a bad match. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, he takes the win. Um, it's one of those horrible matches where poor, you know, Koto like throws like 50 moves at him that Holiday shrugs off a lot of them. And then Holiday nails him with one good move and takes him out. So mm-hmm. I guess old Koto Brazil isn't on top, very high in the pecking order right now in MLW. Um, then Ace Austin versus Airwolf. Ace Austin, Ace Austin. Oh my goodness! Uh, Airwolf taking the win. Um, high frenetic matches. A lot of um, one of those matches where you expect to see signature moves by guys, but instead these guys uh, cut each other off at the at the move. You right. know, maybe saying that they you know like watched each other or prepared for the match. But you know, like every time either of them would go for some devastating move they're known for, the other guy would push him off the rope or or push him. You know what I mean? Like upset the balance of the the move and that made it kind of interesting yep. you know instead of just a uh you know a, a bang bang look at these guys flipping around crap you know uh airwolf right. taking the win i'm not going to talk about ace austin right now because he's coming up in the next segment and i think you know where that's going um they talk next week we're going to finally say flamita in uh in uh, mlw and low-key will get his chance against ricky martinez and if you remember last week uh martinez left low-key to take a beating by the country and just left him in the ring and uh low-key taken probably one of his first big beatings in a long long time um wow we then went on to um you know joseph samuel and uh and jacob fatu gloating about what they're going to do to uh to um to tom lawler and you know i just want to point this out have you noticed that in most like 80 percent of these um contra things that they don't have simon gotch in it it's it's just the two yeah, of them, and then he'll show the, up. With yeah, yeah. I always wonder about that. Like, so why well, isn't he not in there very much? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, that's a question we've got to throw out there. And the main event: uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. against MJF. Um, what a mismatch in sizes, for one thing. MJF is definitely a mid heavyweight. Uh, Davy Boy, come on, man. He's like six foot seven, and he's wow. you know he's a big boy. That's tall. And uh, he is such a good wrestler. Ah. Uh, I enjoyed this match. Of course, it had the usual, you know, uh, the what do they call it? The dynasty out there um, trying to interfere. Then it has, 
you know, Teddy yeah, Hart dynasty. comes running out, Brian Pillman Jr., the Hart Dynasty comes out to join them. And um, mm-hmm. good match, Davy Boy getting the smith, uh, getting the win. Uh, one thing I want to throw out there, fans, there has been a lot of talk. Like, I don't know if you knew this, Elio, but uh, in the last little while, MLW had been polling its fans, you know, trying to get, like, uh, information, like, how they saw things. And one of the things they kept asking people is, who would you like to see Tom Lawler fight? And an overwhelming oh. response was Davy Boy Smith Jr., which is a bit of a oh, conundrum wow. since okay. they don't actually show Davy Boy wrestle by himself a lot. He's mostly, I mean, he's the tag team champion. He mostly does tag teams in MLW, but the fans yeah. obviously want to see him. And I got to tell you, I know this guy rather well. He is a tremendous singles wrestler. And mm-hmm. it almost, I, I get the fact that Teddy leads the Hart Foundation or the Hart Dynasty because he's the mouthpiece and he's talented, but he's definitely a smaller guy. He's definitely uh, better suited for the mid heavyweights. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe it's time that uh, Davy Boy goes up to the, the heavyweights and maybe, you know, Pillman and and um, Pillman and um, Teddy, you know, take care of the tag team stuff. I, I, I want to see that. I want to see uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. taking on Tom Lawler, or at least in any capacity in a world uh, championship setting. Yep, that should be a good match. Um, overall, the show was pretty good. Oh, the what? The one thing I am going to mention, we talked about this jokingly on air before, uh, next week, Selena De La Renta is going to uh, executive produce the show again, and she has announced that the main event will be uh, the gentleman's favorite all-time wrestler of all time, Sammy Callahan, <laughs> um, I'm mistaken. T- taking on a guy who's becoming my favorite MLW wrestler, Mance Warner. In a, uh, I believe it's going to be a false count anywhere match with the loser having to leave MLW. But wow, so. I mean, I, these two just uh, started teaming together. They're already uh, facing each other again. Yeah, that's that's going to be a really interesting <laughs> match. Um, anyone who knows me knows how much I can't stand Callahan and love man. So we're definitely know who I'm going to be cheering for. And Selena De La Renta now, is the most inter- is one of the most entertaining parts of that show every week. She really is. She really is. Um, you know what I just thought of, Elia, which I think is her- just hilarious, is remember back in the day when you had loser leave town, it was usually because your territory was small. And But it would be funny if, like, okay, you lost in Chicago, you got to leave town. And then next week he shows up in Milwaukee. He's like, well, it's not the same town. <laughs> <laughs> that would Why does be that a- ever happen in wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a first. That would be awesome. I lost. Anyways, I, I, uh, I lost the loser leaves Woodbridge match. I'm gonna have to show up in Toronto yeah, now. Yeah, or even worse, your street loser leaves 118th Avenue. Crap! <laughs> I've lived on 118th <laughs> Avenue for weeks. This sucks. It's okay, Anyways, I'll move around uh, the corner. Uh, this week's, I'm gonna give it a a minus. Okay. There was some good stuff. There were some really good matches and some interesting setup. Um, I it loses that minus because. I want to punch Ace Austin in the face just because he lives and breathes. All right. How about you, Elio? How are you picking? Yeah, I'm going to go with an A minus. And I, again, um, Ace Austin. And I, but also, I still, I still don't get this whole contra. I'm not feeling this team at all. Yeah. And somehow bringing in the Von Eric, somebody, not only are they wrestlers not familiar with MLW, but they're not familiar with North American wrestling at all. So I'm not sure how that's supposed to be a big coup and win for Tom Lawler because it's like me saying, you know what, Elio? I'm bringing in Fred Anderson and Joe Bloom who live down the street, and they're going to teach you. Who the hell are those guys? Like, yeah. 
Do, 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 do you think that uh, the Von Erichs are kind of like seem a little out of place like in the MLW? A little bit, but they are expanding into the Dallas uh, area, and this is where that match is going to be held. So oh, okay. um, they're definitely a draw in Dallas. I mean, that's where their family's from. Right. Okay, well. But you're right. But, hey, if anything we've learned about MLW, nobody's actually doesn't fit in there. <laughs> it seems like when you can go from a guy like Sammy Callahan to, to Mance Warner to Jimmy Havoc to Teddy Hart, they're such different wrestlers, yet they all fit in there. So I kind of think MLW is the place where anyone can fit in, really. As long as you can wrestle. There we All go. right. Well, you know it's what? It's always entertaining. Wait, you didn't give me your grade. What is the grade for this show? Oh no, I, I was I was gonna I, I went with an A minus as well. Excellent, excellent. So I guess MLW. If we were keeping track of this, it seems like MLW is probably one of the, like the last ten episodes. Yeah. Um, I wish they were on a bigger level so more people could see them. You know, some really yes. good stuff in there. Okay, folks, it is uh, that strange, fun, angry, makes me want to scream sometimes part of the show, which we call the Book of Shame. Uh-oh. And this week, this week, I have a re-entry into the Book of Shame. But first, Elio, could you do the honors, Mr. Gentleman, and open up the Book of Shame? Let's read who's in there and see if they've got any respite from my anger or if they're just going to piss me off and have me get angry again. Well, Warden, the first entry is El Hijo de Los Angeles Park. Oh, I mean, I can't even, I can't even get mad at that guy. He's just like he, it's Mexico's Christmas elf. He's he's just ridiculous looking in that stupid getup. Yeah, next. Next is facade. 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 Once again, I don't even have the energy to get mad at facade. He's just. He's the guy you should feel sorry for, you know, the guy who would be at school. Like, you ever go to school and there's the one guy who, in this day and age, still has a mullet? Yep. <laughs> that, that's facade. <laughs> you, you don't get mad at him. You just think that poor sucker is never going to get anything in life. Hey, doesn't uh, Brian Pillman Jr. have a mullet? Yeah, but, I mean, I'm talking like a full out. Like, like at least Pillman pulls it off a little bit. But, I mean, I'm talking like the greasy mullet that you see with the kid with the ACDC t-shirt that's kind of <laughs> faded out. And he's got ripped, gross girl black pants on, like black jeans that girls used to wear because they stretch. And he's got like his fingernails painted black because he thinks he's going to join a band someday. Well, that's a little specific. But, yeah, okay, next. Wow, that's detailed. <laughs> next is that word that begins with F. Ugh. Ugh. That's okay. That's turning my. Ah, ah. <laughs> which I hate that word, folks. I'm not even saying it. Which I believe but we yeah, heard. Which there. I believe we heard this week. Yeah, we did. Nigel, I freaking hate <laughs> you. Anything okay, go on. Jimmy Havoc. Next. Oh, sorry, Jimmy Havoc. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc. Uh, gross. That's all I can say. Last week's match. I, I just can't stand <laughs> the whole paper cutting thing. It just makes me go cringe. You know. Yeah. That's uh, just. Yeah. I don't think he brings a lot to wrestling right now. You know, I don't like it. Jimmy Havoc. I'm not even angry at you. I'm just like dismissing you. You suck. Next. Madman Fulton. Okay, now I'm starting to get mad. Okay, Madman Fulton. Uh, idiot. Next. Miguel Cole. <laughs> okay, Miguel Cole. Now you've awakened the giant. Uh-oh. Oh, Miguel Cole. I am going to send moths. Oh, yeah, I'm going to send moths to you and see how fast you get eaten, you stupid rag. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to... Because Rick Serrano III lives with him and has to put up with his crap, I am going to keep him in the book, but I'm not going to talk any more this week about Miguel Cole. Next, please. Nigel McGinnis. (laughs) 
You really want to get me mad, huh? Okay, Nigel McGuinness. I used to respect your wrestling. I used to think you were a pretty good wrestler. You are what we like to in Canada affectionately call the drizzling shit. That's how mad of an announcer you are. You're just like Renee Young, only at least she's got boobs. You're just a boob. You 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 talk you talk like you know stuff, but all you talk is nonsense and stupid phrases. Um, you make me sick, Nigel McGuinness. If you were here and you had a bag with your DVDs and your championship belts that you ever won in them, I'd literally puke in it and set it on fire and give it back to you. Damn, you're still in the book. Damn, TJ, tell us how you really feel. Next, Sammy Callahan. Keep your bodily fluids to yourself, pig. When, when Selena called you uh, the fat, disgusting, sweaty warthog, I thought, wow, she's really insulting fat, disgusting, sweaty warthogs, comparing them to this goof. Um, no, Sammy Callahan, you're gross, man. You're the kind of guy that, you know, I want to take a shower if you're even on the same bus as I am. You're that disgusting. Uh, you're in the book, loser. Um, that updater from uh, MLW Casey, I believe you said her name was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she just... Pathetically, she makes me mad because she is like, uh, she is Nigel McGuinness without, well, I was going to say without testicles, but I don't think Nigel McGuinness has testicles. All right. Oh. Let's just say she's the girl, uh, Nigel McGuinness of MLW. <laughs> Socks. Next. <laughs> the Chris brothers. Uh, they're not even worth getting mad at. They're just gross losers. Guys, go wash your laundry. Learn a few wrestling moves. And I don't know, just take a bath. God, hanging around with Callahan automatically makes you stink. Next. Then we have the hunt. The hunt. Oh, my goodness. You're not even worth getting mad at. You guys are just like jokes. You're like the cartoon version. You remind me of the in the day when they used to have the WWE cartoon and they'd have everyone dress, you know, like – or even camp WWE where everyone's like uh, a ridiculous-looking midget. That's what they are. They're ridiculous-looking midgets with bad facial hair. I think really they need to get Dave Mastiff and they need to form a unit and call themselves the Lawn Gnomes. You know, they should just wear stupid hats, hang out, and get kicked over because they're ridiculous. And Next. no one even knows if they're heels or faces, but we don't care. Oh, who nobody cares? <laughs> Tommy Dreamer is the final entry. Tommy Dreamer. Oh, Tommy Dreamer. The disgust I have for you is just. Ugh. You know what? I don't mind old wrestlers. I don't mind old wrestlers who contribute. I hate old wrestlers who waste oxygen, who take up time that better wrestlers should be using. I, I don't get you, Tommy Dreamer. You're not a very good wrestler. You're not a very you're, you're not entertaining whatsoever. I'd rather watch paint peel. I'd rather watch a spider fall into a web. I mean, this is you're just so damn boring and useless and <coughs> ugh. Next. Uh, oh, that was the, that was the final entry. Well, TJ's not having final any of entry. it this week. No, I'm not, because you know what I'm going to do? I am adding someone back into the book. Uh -oh. And you know when you go back into the book, you get a special little asterisk to say, you were a loser who escaped this book, but now you're back. And who would that be? And this week, this week, the person with a stupid playing card and his gay-ass little, uh, and I don't mean that as a you know, slur against home shackles, but just that ridiculous cane and that ridiculous card and a stupid haircut and the face oh, you just oh, want to punch oh. repeatedly till he's dead. Can I take a guess? Ace Austin. Ace Austin. You just you made just the book! Oh, oh, shame. There we Ace go. Ace Austin, yes. You're back in the book, loser. <laughs> no way. Uh-uh. Yuck. <laughs> did, did, did he do that on MLW? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he like gets in the ring. He rolls that little weird ass roll in the ring. Then he spins over, pulls the car up. <coughs> then he flicks his wrist, and a cane comes flying up. And I'm just like, you know what? How? People hate <laughs> kids who do magic tricks. You're just a stupid kid doing magic tricks, man. I can get that stupid trick card and your stupid little cane down at the stupid magic store. But oh wait, the stupid magic store isn't open anymore because nobody likes magic, you loser. <laughs> exactly. Oh so, so that's the uh, that that's the book for this week, and Ace Austin oh. is the newest edition. I I you know what, Elio? It's cathartic that we do this, but I am drained right now. I've let so much anger out, uh, folks. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna let Elio tell you all about how you can get a hold of us, where you can contact us, hear us. You know what? Give them all that social media stuff, buddy. You can reach us out Facebook by going to Wrestling POV Podcast. On Instagram at Wrestling POV1 and on Twitter at Wrestling POV. And well, you know what, fans? We really, we really enjoy when you tune in. We love that you listen to us. We love when you interact with us. Please drop us a note on Facebook at the uh, Wrestling POV podcast page. Yes. You can address mm-hmm. it to Global. You can address it to maybe it's a restraining order against the gentleman. Maybe it's just a, a happy birthday and a hundred dollar bill sent over to the legend. Either way, uh, we want to hear what you guys are about, and we just want to say thank you. Yep. And you can. We want to say our. Sp- you can tune. You can watch. Sorry. And you can tune in. You can find uh, global and wrestling POV at Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio. And that's right, folks. Try out uh, the other wrestling P- uh, podcast, wrestling POV podcast. It's it's fun. Rick Serrano the third, uh, Tony, Mimi, and Miguel. Um, they have a very humorous look. Like I, I swear, sometimes. Uh, I can be so mad watching, you know, Raw because it's it's just so badly booked that week that uh, I can't watch it. But I can sit and listen to those guys talk about it, dissect it, and have some fun with it. Because man, they they I should actually because I'm so mad about the book right now. I should probably after this I'm gonna go back and re-listen to last week's episode. Now nah, I was on last week, so I'll go a week back so I don't have to hear my own dumb voice. But I'll go on back and listen to the guys, and and I guarantee you it'll cheer you, cheer me up. So, folks, you know what? All of, all of our fans across the United States and Canada, we want to thank you so much. And we want to send special thank yous out to the people in Germany, all across England, Ireland, all across Europe, uh, Australia, Hong Kong. And I could not forget our friends out in Russia because, hey, they're scary people. And we love you. We love you that much. We'll tell you. We're not. We're scared enough to tell you we love you. Um, so we send all of our all of our love out to, to all our fans across the this whole globe from Global. Uh, Elio. Thank you once again. It was great talking with you. It was great going over wrestling. Love sharing this with you, brother. We'll see you next week. I'm the your first host, the legend T. James Logan, and with me, Elio Canella. Elio, say goodbye to the people and tell them you love them. All right, listeners, we'll talk to you all next week. You didn't say you loved them, man. What the hell? <laughs> we love you, fans. <laughs> <laughs>